Welcome back to another episode of Growth Marketers Podcast. I'm Samuel Timothy. And I'm Taylor Rowe. Today's podcast, we outlined really a step-by-step guide of how to build and structure your marketing team. And, you know, this is, uh, we're, we're unbiased here in terms of the, whether this is internal team or external team, um, you know, freelancers, agencies. Uh, I think there's a number of different ways you can accomplish this. But what we really walked through is what skill sets are required to really, really execute uh, a proper marketing strategy. Um, and I think, you know, the marketing landscape has evolved, um, you know, pretty, pretty exponentially over the last, you know, even the last five years. Uh, and so companies that understand uh, what it takes to be successful uh, are, are implementing the exact system that we outlined in today's podcast. And the companies that are struggling are, are a little bit behind the, behind the ball, right, when it comes to building a team that looks uh, or resembles anything like what we talked about today. So hopefully you find some value. Um, if you do, please like the podcast and wherever you're listening, subscribe to get future podcasts you know, sent directly to you. Uh, so let's let's hop right in. Enjoy the episode. All right, Taylor, we're on episode 95. Time flies. Uh, we've been having a lot of fun talking about how to build a very um, powerful and impactful team. And uh, sorry, we've been talking a lot about how to build an amazing marketing strategy. Talked a lot about technical execution uh, ideas. Um, we talk a lot about tools and technology. That was actually our last episode. And today we want to really talk about what really makes the marketing machine run, right? So our goal today is to kind of uh, uncover some of the key resources that you need to have, whether it's internal or whether it's external, who who you would need to have as part of your marketing team to make a, a powerful marketing machine that generates business. Yeah, and this is a question that we get, um, you know, pretty consistently of, you know, who should we hire? What should we hire internally? Uh, where should we outsource? Um, and so we won't dive into that too much of like, uh, I think that's up to your company, right? And your budgets, the size of your company, uh, the personnel that you already have and their skill sets. Uh, but what we want to outline today is what skill sets do you need to have, right? Whether that's one person that can, you know, sort of maybe a unicorn that has three or four different skill sets um, or whether, you know, you need four different people to to fill four different roles, uh, I think it's gonna it's going to vary depending on again the size of the company as well as the volume of um, you know let's face it the volume of content that you're putting out right when we talk about marketing uh, especially in you know 2022 when we talk about you know digital marketing uh, and I almost don't even like the word digital marketing right because at this point you know uh, all marketing is is pretty digital right and so uh, it all revolves around content it's it's a game of educational content creation and, and distribution. And if you've listened to any of our other podcasts, you know, we really, really harp on the idea of um, generating demand by becoming a, a thought leader in your space, becoming an industry leader, which really comes down to uh, almost, you know, turning your website or your web properties into a Wikipedia for uh, your industry, right? Become that go-to leader. Uh, and if you're known as, you know, the, the company with all the answers related to your industry, you're going to win when it comes to marketing. So it requires a lot of content, but it's not just content, right? It's not just blog posts. It's not just, you know, videos that are being created. So what we wanted to dive into is uh, what skill sets it takes in order to really build this content creation, uh, you know, engine, if you will, uh, at your company internally. So let's go through each of them and, 
you know, I think we'll we'll kind of do a recap at the end and, and outline them in, in a quick summary. But uh, first and foremost, you know, with any any marketing organization, any um, you know marketing team, you, you need a leader, right? You need that visionary. Um, this is typically a CMO, a VP of of marketing, someone to to you know steer the ship, someone to make sure that we're going in the right direction. Um, but also has the technical knowledge, I think, uh, to execute if they needed to. And I think this is a gap that we see in a lot of organizations uh, where um, maybe the uh, maybe you look at it as um, kind of a legacy marketing leader is still in that position and, and they don't maybe know or truly understand Google ads or Facebook ads or how social media works and how these different algorithms work, right? Um, and if you're missing that piece of knowledge, I mean, it's not necessarily that, you know, your CMO should be in there changing your, your title tags and meta descriptions uh, on your website, but they should understand that because you're the one that is, you know, again, you're, you're steering the ship, you're, you're guiding the overall strategy. So the visionary needs to have the big picture strategy, um, and they also need to have the tactical experience or expertise to actually execute if they, if they needed to, right, if their back was against the wall. Um, and I also think, you know, whether it's that person or another person, uh, you need someone with project management skill, right? Because there's a million things you could do with, with marketing. When it comes to digital, there's new platforms, um, you know, new social media sites, you know, popping up every day. There's constantly changes in algorithms. Uh, your competitors are constantly evolving. So uh, if you try to do too much, um, you're going to spread yourself too thin. So uh, typically, I would, I would say that's all the same person, that visionary, that CMO, that project manager, making sure that we have a, an actual system in place to move forward rather than just, you know, what we call random acts of marketing. So we've, we've come across a, a, a lot of both sides of that. We've come a lot, across a lot of uh, CMOs that are very process driven. And, you know, every month we do X, Y, and Z, and it works like clockwork. But there's no real strategy involved in what those activities are. And we've come across CEOs and uh, business leaders that uh, have no shortage and no lack of ideas, uh, but no real organization to uh, how do we structure this and how do we get this out uh, in a consistent manner. So I think that's one run one role. But if you're in that position and you don't have those skill sets, then maybe you need uh, two people to, to fill that role. Um, so let's let's I guess pause there. I guess that's the first key piece. Sam, would you say that that's something that needs to be internal, or that's something that um, you know you can? Yeah, I mean, I think that it's a core function of the organization. So I would I would opt for saying that that's someone who owns that um, core function and it needs to be somewhat internal. Uh, I don't think you would you can technically outsource that. And I would even uh, go as far as to say, you know, a couple of episodes ago we talked about having marketing OKRs. And I think not just the strategy, but uh, having like a marketing OKR and then using that as a way to keep the team accountable to, to make sure that things are getting done and that the key objectives of the organization is being met. Uh, and I think this, this is an integral role. It's a uh, role and it's a leadership role. So this person might even be reporting direct to the CEO, talking about the big vision yep. of the company and then how is the marketing department plays a big, big part in making that organization move forward and may even need to be working very closely with the sales division, talking about how can the marketing team really support the sales organization achieve its goal, right? Because at the end of the day, there needs to be a very good alignment between the two departments or two divisions. So essentially, in, in, from that standpoint, this needs to be somebody inside and not someone who just, you know, has that as a, as a function outside. 
Yeah, I agree. Um, the the companies that we see that are winning at marketing that are doing the best uh, do have that role internally. And that exact piece that you talked about of that alignment with uh, the CEO, uh, it really starts there. It starts from the top down because uh, everything about it's not just the, the strategy, the vision, the direction, but how are we measuring success? How are we aligning with the sales team? Uh, how are we qualifying you know, leads? Uh, how do we define exactly who we are and, and who our ideal customer profile is? And how do we, uh, you know, what messaging resonates with them? Like all of that is very, um, very, very intertwined with who you are as a company and kind of your DNA, right? So I think um, that piece for sure is something that needs to be internal. Um, and it, it could be partial, right? I mean, we've we've had scenarios where that role is partially filled by the CEO themselves, right? They are the visionary for the company. They set the tone in terms of what the internal team is going to measure and, and what success looks like and, and how we, uh, you know, how we actually uh, get people internally to contribute content or how we, you know, coordinate everything, right? Uh, and so that could be partially there, but you still need that marketing, you know, expert. Uh, and if that's not the CEO typically is not, right? Especially the bigger you get as an organization, there's too many hats that you're trying to wear. So I agree that that is a key function that you need internal, um, at least to some extent. So then let's break down what that team looks like underneath that that visionary, right? That CMO, that VP of marketing. Uh, well, we talked about it. The first thing we need to do is create content, right? Uh, and this is not what it used to be of, we need copywriters, right? We need content writers. Uh, for a lot of industries, that's still true. Um, I would say for most industries, uh, you still need to create content. Your website needs to be a reflection of your your knowledge uh, in the industry and also you know, accurately represent who you are as an organization. So you need a lot of written content, um, but you also need video content, right? Um, we, we live in the world of, uh, you know, Instagram and TikTok and Snapchat and YouTube and all these platforms, um, you know, we're, what we're doing right now, we're creating uh, both audio and, and video content, right? With a podcast, you can watch this on YouTube. We can chop it up into clips and share it on social media. Uh, you can just listen to the audio on, uh, you know, Apple Podcasts or Spotify. So that takes two different things. One, it takes uh, probably a couple of different skill sets, right? Um, you know, admittedly, you and I are not writing blog posts for our website, right? So there's probably at least two to three different people uh, between the content writers and the actual people creating other formats of content, um, whether that's, you know, could be infographics, could be videos, could be uh, podcasts, anything along those lines, right? So now we're talking at least two to three additional skill sets to be able to create that. Uh, on top of that, the content creators themselves need to be subject matter experts. Uh, this is a huge, huge uh, piece that a lot of organizations miss. Uh, we say, okay, we need to write blog posts. Let's hire a copywriter, someone who's really good at writing. Uh, but they don't really understand your industry or your product, especially if you're in a very technical space. Um, really anything. I mean, you, you know, we work with a lot of manufacturing companies. We work with software companies, SaaS companies. Um, you know, if if you don't truly understand the the software that you're selling that you're writing about, right? Let's, I mean, let's make no mistake, you're selling it, right? So I know we're talking about marketing position, but you need to be able to sell this, um, which means you need to be able to understand completely and comprehensively the software that you're selling in that scenario. And you need to understand the customer, right? Why does a customer care about these different features that you have on your software? 
What is their job that they're trying to accomplish? How does this make their lives better? How does this make their company better? Why should they purchase this? You need to understand the competitive landscape. So you really need to have a deep knowledge of the company, the product in the industry and the customer, right? So on top of that, you need the skill set of uh, creating that content, whether that's written or, or video. So I think a lot of people go through the motions on this very, very integral piece of their marketing puzzle and marketing equation. Uh, we say, yes, here's the marketing strategy. If we're operating at a high level, then that means we're creating content for all of these channels and we're promoting it, right? So now let's just go find the cheapest solution we can to get this content created and get it out there. Uh, when in reality, that's the most important part, right? Um, aren't we trying to capture the attention of our audience and inspire them to want to do business with us? Uh, well, how, how are we going to do that if we're just going through the motions on that content piece? And if the people creating the content don't have that understanding that I just explained. So uh, that piece there to me is, is the most important piece. And, and I think that needs to be, uh, you know, at least some of the, those key pieces need to be internal because again, how else are those people going to understand uh, your company and your industry completely? Yeah, and if this person cannot be the subject matter expert, but they're more of a creative uh, person who uh, you know who is able to kind of get it out of people, then you know that you need to have organizational uh, key leadership in the organization that can make themselves available to answer questions or you know be interviewed to create content. Um, so if if this person sure. cannot be that, right, like you said. You know, it's going to be very hard to find a person who's the product expert who understands the industry and also very creative on, you know, creative and outspoken on camera and do all of those things. It's not always going to be easy to find. So if you can't do that, then you certainly need to have the leadership that's actually willing to commit their time to be able to create content. Right. Yeah. Someone within your company should be the subject matter expert. Right. Um, so if you can, you know, two birds with one stone, kind of a, an idea there. Uh, that visionary, that CMO, uh, could be the, the 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 talent, so to speak, right? That is that is on camera speaking. If the, if they're good at that, um, could be the CEO of the company, right? But in that case, then it requires another skill set to coordinate mm -hmm. all of that, right? And that's where, like I said before, you need that project management kind of project coordinator to keep things moving. So um, it, we're talking to a couple of people there, and we'll, we'll kind of outline at the end. Uh, how many people we think this is going to take to really operate at a high level, but um, those skill sets are are absolutely needed. So if we look at that, right, and we say, okay, we have a strategist um, that's uh, you know making sure we're going in the right direction, that's um, you know guiding us on our our marketing journey, so to speak. Now we have content creators that are creating content in all different formats. Well, the next piece really um, is kind of a what we would call is like a post production. Uh, system or post-production framework, right? What what do we do once we have this content? We have a lot of raw content, uh, whether that's blog posts that's you know written up that really, really, really addresses our audience and our target. But is that optimized for the purpose that it's supposed you know it's intended? Uh, whether that's for search engines, whether that's for social media, whether that's for an ebook or an infographic, uh, we need to turn that into a marketing asset, right? Not just a raw piece of content. Uh, video, same thing. Um, are we, when we take that video piece, right? And this, this podcast is a perfect example of that. Do we have somebody that has both the technical knowledge, uh, to edit, uh, and improve the video quality, um, and the, you know, subject matter expertise to extract valuable pieces of information from that? 
of content, right? So in this scenario, we might talk for 30, 40 minutes today. Uh, we need somebody to edit that and chop that into four or five pieces of, of content that we can share on social media. Um, it doesn't just take the technical knowledge of video editing to do that. It takes someone to be able to watch this uh, and then, you know, listen intently and extract key sound bites and key clips that are going to re- resonate with our audience, right? So again, is that one person? Is that two people sitting, you know, side by side, the, the marketing person, the subject expertise telling the, the video person to make those edits? That's where it comes down to, again, speed. Um, the, the more talented people that you have in those different positions, the faster that can go. Uh, the more rounds of revisions and edits and uh, coaching and training that you have to do to that you know, video editing person, uh, the longer that's going to take you to get created and ultimately uh, promote that piece of content. So uh, again, another piece where I don't think you can necessarily, okay, we're, we're spending all this money on video uh, like cameras and equipments and lights and production, but we're going to go cheap on the post-production and you know, find somebody on Fiverr or Upwork to edit the videos. Uh, you might get lucky, but you might also get people that don't really understand what you're what you're talking about um, and aren't aren't really able to turn that into the pieces of content that's going to uh, resonate with your audience. Yeah, and I think it really goes back to the planning as well. So if you have uh, a strategy, right, the visionary who planned the content calendar and worked with the the team to kind of map out, you know, who's our ideal customer profile, what kind of uh, content that we want to create to address their pain or talk their need, uh, and then you know like you were saying, right, exactly to take the action. So if you have all of those mapped out and then you have the content, you know, subject matter experts creating such content pieces, then it will become a much natural progression to saying, hey, how do I, you know, divide and make this into snippets that can be maximized maximized on every other platform? So, yeah, like you said, I think yep. it would be ideal to have someone who understands the product and the business to really um, dissect and turn them into smaller pieces um, but it could actually be an outsourced role in some some instance, uh, assuming that you provide very clear direction to them saying, hey, these are all the pieces and this is how I would like to be, um, you know, trimmed and, you know, repurposed and all of that, which yeah. also means that you need somebody who's sitting, sitting there and watching and, re, you know, watching, you know, documenting what needs to be trimmed and edited or whatever those things are. Hey, thanks for listening. Solomon here. Are you frustrated because you're not getting enough inbound leads, you're worried that the leads that you're getting are not qualified, or maybe you're disappointed in the conversion rate from the leads to customers, right? It's really, really low. Well, I got good news for you. I talk to business owners every single day. You're not alone, all right? Business go through this when there is a lack of strategy sometimes, uh, maybe the approach isn't appropriate for your situation, or sometimes you got all of those things right, but it was just poor execution. I'll tell you what, head over to oneims.com and fill out one of our forms. Talk to one of our consultants. That's all we do. We talk to business owners day in and day out. Share with us your challenges and see if we're a fit, right? See if we can find you a solution to your growing pains. You know, our hope here at OneIMS and especially with this podcast is to give you the tools, the technology, the ideas, the strategies, everything we possibly can for you to succeed. All right. So thank you for listening and let's get back to our topic for the day. Yeah, and I think that, you know, what it will be a reflection, like what you're getting back if you do outsource something like that, it may also be a reflection of 
the quality mm-hmm. of the content, right, that you're creating. Because if it's not clear enough that someone can edit it into, you know, sound bites that make sense, then maybe you're not explaining yourself, uh, you know, to the best of your ability, right? So uh, I think there's a combination there. And yeah, that is something that could certainly be outsourced with the right people, the right team. Uh, all of these mm-hmm. pieces can, right? But the reality is you need experts in whatever uh, these skill sets are in order to operate at a high level. So uh, this is, you know, those are all the core pieces that it takes to create the content, right? Um, in different formats that we're talking about. Now, the next step is how do we distribute that content? Uh, and so remember, we talked at the beginning, a lot of companies skip those middle steps, right? They say, I have all these ideas, you know, here's what a, a proper marketing strategy mm-hmm. looks like. Here's the channel that we should be active on. Uh, and so let's go execute, right? And now we're, we're active on LinkedIn. Uh, we're commenting on, you know, uh, industry leaders, you know, posts. Uh, we're providing value to, you know, our industry. We're creating, you know, first party research and data and promoting it and putting it out there. But they're they're going through the motions on those middle pieces, right? So now, again, we look at that distribution framework. Well, how are we going to distribute that? There's our web properties. There's external web properties. Uh, and I would count our web properties, even our social media, right? So our YouTube channel, our, our Facebook, Instagram, you know, LinkedIn, uh, and then obviously our website. Anything that we can control, those are our web properties. Now there's organic uh, avenues to promote that. And then there's um, paid paid promotion, right? So uh, LinkedIn ads, Facebook ads, whatever that may be. Um, that's just to promote that that content. Um, and then there's also like third-party websites. So um, are we getting published in industry-relevant publications? Is our content getting, getting pip- picked up and, you know, reposted or commented on or shared on social media? So uh, we need a strategy for, for that as well. So, you know, that could be one person, that could be two people. Um, that's just the the ability to get more visibility uh, to that content that, that we're spending so much time and effort at this point to create, edit, and publish. Uh, we need to make sure that we're distributing that and getting in front of our, our audience. Yeah, I mean, the, the reach is the most important part of any sort of content strategy, right? I think the, the media companies used to say some sort of a ratio like one to four for every dollar spent in production, about $4 need to be spent in promotion. So I think from, you know, the, the biggest reason why most people give up on content marketing is, you know, they spend a lot of energy creating content, but the content doesn't get enough visibility and reach. So then they say, hey, content marketing doesn't work. Let's not waste our time. Then they give up. And then the, most of the reason um, why they don't see the success is because they've spent literally no time trying to get as many eyeballs to see the content pieces getting created. Because at the end of the day, without viewership and without reach, uh, your content doesn't have any life. Um, so I think it is a critical yeah. role that I don't think you can underestimate the power of it, uh, whether it's just focus on organic right. reach or even kind of boosting that with some sort of a paid effort to increase the, the the reach of that content. Right. Which there's a lot of specialist roles that fall under that category, right? So if we look at distribution and promotion, again, we need someone who really and deeply understands organic social media uh, and how that works. We need someone who understands paid media, uh, both paid social as well as paid search, Google, Google search, uh, you know, you're running PPC ads to increase the visibility of the content that you're spending time to create on your website, capturing as much existing demand that's out there. People are actively searching. We want to make sure that we're always in the mix and always driving those people to our website. Google, you know, the knowledge of, of Google search is a very technical uh, knowledge just on the paid side. Then there's organic search, right? So do we have SEO experts that truly understand the intricacies of Google, um, 
and in our website and how you know our website is going to interact with these search engines and get people to the website or not get people to the website. Um, then there's these you know other ancillary type uh, you know technical skills that are required for all of the content creation and promotion, which is graphic designers, developers, um, marketing automation specialists, right? So if you have you know Marketo or HubSpot or Pardot, um, that's another skill set you know, that's required. We know on the sales side, this has always been the case for, you know, Salesforce administrators, right? Um, it's not just the, the sales people, right? If you have the, the model of SDR, AE, then we have sales managers, then we have VP of sales. Uh, then we also have, you know, Salesforce administrators. It takes four or five people just to, you know, close one deal, right? At a lot of these companies. The same thing needs to be applied to these marketing departments and truly understand all the different resources and technical skill sets that are required in order to, you know, keep this machine operating. Uh, so again, when you're creating that content and promoting that content, um, it's not just, you know, you can't really have one without the other. And I see that a lot of like, well, we're, you know, we're, we're writing content or, you know, we have the SEO specialist, but the SEO specialist doesn't really understand our industry, right? Well, who's responsible for, for writing the content? They're just optimizing the content and providing guidance on, uh, who, you know, what, what content to create and the, the titles and the keywords that need to be included, but who's actually writing the content, right? If you gave that content to an expert of, you know, your client, that's, that's actually going to be the one by, you know, mark reading the content, are they going to understand that? Is it going to motivate them to reach out to the sales team and fill out the contact form or request a quote or request a demo, right? So but it's not that one of those pieces is more important than the other is that they're so equally important and, um, you know, huge, huge missed opportunities if they're overlooked. So we need all of that to really operate um, at, a, at a high yeah, level. Yeah, most certainly. I know you kind of went through them very fast, but I think those are all critical functions of an organization that, uh, that either you need to have internally or you might need to find expert to execute on. I think you, you mentioned the SEO expert, right? So if you are creating content, you need to figure out how to optimize it to the best of your ability to increase the reach, um, you you definitely need to you know someone who understands the fundamentals of SEO, understands the complexity of how Google algorithm works, uh, and also knows how to use the right technology or tools to be able to identify hey how many how many you know do I have the right keyword uh, you know keyword um, uh, you know uh, distribution do I have the the right header tags do I have the proper internal linking uh, how do I have the proper image opt you know image alt tags all of the critical technical things that need to be going into making that page uh, relevant and, and obviously indexable. Uh, and I know, you know, yeah. you talked through paid search, but paid search by itself is an animal, right? Like it has a lot of complexity, yeah. you know, not just able to know how to go build a Google ads <clears throat> campaign, but actually learning, you know, how do, how do people search and what kind of terminology do they use? Where do you send the traffic to and how do you make sure that you have the proper call to actions and how do you make sure that there's, uh, the relevance between the ad that they read and the landing page that they landed on, um, all of those things do matter, um, right? And then and you mentioned the graphic design job. I mean, that there is a little bit of overlap between the graphic designer who might be creating just social posts, um, but there's also, you know, there's all kinds of other creative elements that you might need to be creating, right? Uh, whether it be um, not just social posts, but um, obviously the... Um, um, any sort of content that need need to have some sort of a visual element that can make it enticing, right? Uh, even like right. thumbnails, everything. thumbnails, I mean, all of those things that need to be there. 
Um, but I think we often overlook the developers because I think at the end of the day, you know, to make a website function and uh, to make all the things to actually properly run, right? A, a developer is a core role. So, and last but not least, I think that marketing automation specialist, um, and I, I don't even think we touched on you know, like data person too, just analyzing the data from all yep. these, um, all these different tools and technology that you're using, different social platforms that you're gathering data from. Um, that is also a critical role that the organization might need to have. So it is a big sure. team. Yeah. Yeah. And the data person, obviously, you know, you're spending all this time and effort and resource to, to pump out content at scale uh, and distribute it to your audience. Uh, making sense of all of that uh, is certainly important, too. Um, and that's something it's kind of a, you know, chicken or the egg uh, type conversation. But, yeah, ultimately, that's going to start happening. Right. Is we're going to. OK, now we have this engine. We're, we're pumping out content. We're cranking, cranking out content. Why? It, what, why is the you know, why are certain things successful? Uh, why are certain things, you know, not successful? How do we make sense of all this and how do we adapt and, and make changes? So um, just to kind of quickly summarize, if we were to look at it, right, what we're trying to do again as marketing department um, is get in front of our audience, capture their attention, introduce them to our brand and, and ultimately drive demand for the product or service that we're uh that we're selling, right? Uh, there's obviously different stages of that buyer's journey of you know where someone's at in terms of their awareness of the problem or solution. Um, all of that, you know, it's, it's all for another podcast. But ultimately, for each stage of that, you need content. So, what we should be striving for as organizations is to build a system that can create and distribute content at scale, right? Uh, and so, in order to do that, we need to have a few key components. Uh, certainly through all of these, we need to have subject matter experts, uh, whether that's one person, whether that's everyone in your marketing department, you know, truly understanding and having a deep, deep understanding of your customers and your, uh, your product or service. Um, it, it doesn't matter, right? But you need an actual expert, uh, at least one. Then you need someone who's kind of, um, the visionary of how this all fits together, right? Um, you could look at that as a, you know, an engineer or an architect of how, how do we actually build this program? Who's responsible for what, what's going to be the most effective and efficient way to get in front of our, our audience. Right. So whether that's the same person, that's the, the visionary and the subject matter expert, um, it could be different for each organization, but you need to, to be kind of self-aware when you're looking at these roles and skill sets of who you currently have and understand where you need to hire, where you need to outsource. Then we need the actual content, right? So you could look at this as, like I said earlier, kind of that talent or the creative person to say, uh, I'm, I'm writing copy or I'm making video or audio content. Um, I mean, those are obviously the, some of the main formats today. Who knows what the formats are going to be tomorrow, right? So we need to constantly be evolving, but we need a creativity in that uh, capacity of someone actually creating that content. Um, and then obviously we need to promote and distribute that content. And so that's where, again, we, we, out, we outlined probably five or six different people between SEO specialists and developers and paid search and paid social, uh, marketing automation, which, you know, could be depending on the size of your organization, the size of your database, the complexity of your tech stack. That could be four people, right? Uh, that are needed to, to do, do everything that's required there to you know properly manage that system and amplify the content. So um, again, in theory, I think a lot of companies understand are starting to understand this framework, um, but maybe are trying to cut some corners on 
really the skill sets that are required to execute uh, this type of strategy. Yeah, most certainly. And I will, our intention is not to scare people away from having, having to start investing in marketing. But I think as, as companies are um, understanding the need for um, a very strong and powerful marketing machine that drives customers, you need to have all these key roles filled, whether you have it internally or you seek out the help from external support. But some of these critical roles need to be for sure internal uh, but some things you could probably outsource depending on the volume of your content and, and things of that nature. Sure. And, and you know, the, because of the way digital works and the way things can take off and, you know, become viral, so to speak, the companies that are doing this and operating at a high level across all of these areas and building a framework like this are excelling and in, in building a exponential gap between them and their competitors like we've really never seen before when it comes to marketing and, and branding, right? Uh, and it's not always about budget, right? It's not that, oh, you know, these companies are spending all this money like traditionally they would do like on a Super Bowl commercial or whatever. Uh, it's that they have a system in place and they're they're consistently moving at a faster pace, which that leads to that exponential growth, right? And so you think about it, someone's doing everything that we just outlined active on social media, creating tons of different formats of content, um, engaging with their audience, um, chopping up, you know, their audio and video into clips and sharing that and kind of creating this content arbitrage, uh, you know, uh, production framework. Then they're actively on social media. They're heavily investing into organic and driving more organic visibility to your website. And you look at them and then, you know, you look at your your content production framework internally and you say, well, we, you know, we write two blogs a month, right? And we outsource that to, you know, this content writer that works, you know, freelance 10 hours a week. Well, how do you expect to compete, right? It's not, you're not even playing the same game if, if that's what you're doing and that's what they're doing. Um, and, you know, even at that one thing that you're trying to do, whether that you're trying to drive organic traffic through that strategy... Um, they're going to dominate you because they're doing so much more and, and Google's going to recognize that they're, they're driving more visibility to the website. So like even the blog posts that you're writing, uh, if you're just going through the motions on those, they're probably not really accomplishing anything. So uh, I think, yeah, like you said, we're not trying to scare anybody to say, well, it's all or nothing. But at the same time, we need to be realistic with our expectations of it's, it's not a, well, if we do one tenth of what, you know, we think we should do, then we're going to see one tenth of the results you probably won't see any results, right? So we need to understand what we can do. And yeah, you can operate something like this at a small scale, right? It might not be 10 different employees you need to hire. Maybe you need to hire three and you need to hire an agency that can fill some of those resource gaps uh, internally, right? Um, maybe you can maybe you can hire one person that does have the skill set of the ability to learn and understand your industry and become that sub subject matter expert um, if they don't already have that knowledge. And maybe they can also create content and maybe they have some video editing skills. Um, and then you hire, you know, someone externally or hire an agency to, to fill the rest of that gap. So maybe you only have one or two people internally. So it doesn't have to be, Hey, let's, let's hire a 10 person marketing team, but we should strive to build up to that. Right. Uh, we should strive to build a, an internal, you know, media department, if you will, and then still hire those external uh, technical skill sets where it makes sense, even if that's on the strategy Most side. Most certainly. I remember Brian Halligan saying that one day that uh, today's marketing is more about the size of your brain more than the size of your wallet, right? So I think you would definitely need the creative resources internally that has, you know, really creative ideas on 
the type of content that needs to get created and also the best way to uh, increase the reach of those content pieces. Yeah. yeah, that's a great point. And I love that quote because we see that all the time, actually, with large organizations that there's no lack of funding, uh, but they lack that mm-hmm. speed component that we outlined earlier because they've never operated this way. And we see small, agile, you know, five-person marketing teams that are able to to produce ton more content because they they don't have any red tape and they can move fast and they can be agile. They're speaking directly with their customers. So they have a better understanding of their audience. So sometimes big wallet means also big bloated corporate organizations that aren't able to operate at a high level. Um, so it, it's like you said, it's not always about the wallet. Sometimes it's about our creative creativity and consistency as marketers. Certainly. All right. Well, hopefully you guys enjoyed uh, the podcast today. Hopefully you found some value in what we're talking about. If you have questions about, you know, what your current uh, team structure and skill set looks like, where you should hire, um, what those roles should look like, what those job postings should look like, where you should look at external agency support, please reach out to us. Um, leave a comment here or uh, reach out to us directly on our website. Uh, if you have topics that you want us to cover in the future, uh, leave us a, a comment or send us an email and some suggestions and we'd be happy to uh, dive into anything that you guys are struggling to, to understand or struggling to implement at your organizations. All right. So if you enjoyed this episode, here are five things that you could do to help us. Number one, make sure you click that subscribe button so you never miss another show. Number two, share this with a friend that you know needed to hear this. And three, leave us a comment. We love hearing your thoughts, your ideas, things that you've learned so others can learn from you. And four, if you have a topic that you'd like us to cover, let us know so we can put that in our notes and share our insight All right, for our next episode or the one after that. And finally, you guys, join other growth marketers. Head over to oneims.com and check out all the resources that we have made just for you. I'm talking guides, webinars, blogs, videos, anything that could help you become a growth marketer. All right. So thanks a lot for joining us this week on the Growth Marketers Podcast, and I will see you next time.